Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who was called Mal Evans. who was on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we're coming to your city. President Biden, he is saying he's going to run again in 2024. Will you support him? You know, if the president chooses uh, to run again in 2024, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Does the president have the stamina, physically and mentally, do you think, to continue on even after 2024? Don, you're asking me this question. Oh, my gosh. He's the president of the United States. I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. Sean Hannity. The new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news. And more bold, inspired solutions for America. This is a special edition of The Sean Hannity Show. America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 321. Hour two, Sean Hannity Show. Glad you are with us. 800-941-SEAN is our number if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, All right, so Dr. Fauci has covid um, do I blame Dr. Fauci for making mistakes, especially early on? We we gave him a lot of latitude and a lot of time. We didn't know what we were dealing with. And it wasn't until later that we discovered we have the NIH emails. And then, of course, we have Fauci's own emails, a flurry of activity. This is remember, we only found out about it uh, in late December 20, what, uh, 2020. No, what was it? 2019. And it was heading into 2020. And then there was a flurry of emails going back between him and other high-ranking officials at the NIH over the funding of the Wuhan Virology Lab 
where they knew coronavirus uh, studies were taking place and gain-of-function science was going on. And of the flurry was, did any of our money go to gain-of-function? Then, of course, the NIH emails basically confirmed all that. We didn't get that till much later in year two of the pandemic. Uh, in the interim, we had Project Veritas get us information. Then the Intercept got us information uh, that proved that they knew a lot more than what they said. And then, of course, we have the lack of real science because they never, ever really talk much about therapeutics like monoclonal antibodies or these antivirals, which we had long before the pandemic that a lot of people like uh, uh, Paxlovid, for example. Anyway, so Fauci, remember, if you go back to the beginning, he said, if you get vaccinated, you don't have to worry about ever getting infected again. Wrong. Listen. If you get vaccinated after you get infected, your level of protection will go sky high and then you won't have to worry about getting infected again. The only conclusion one can reasonably come to from looking what I've told you over the last few minutes is please get vaccinated. It will protect you against the surging of the Delta variant. He's wrong on both counts because people that got vaccinated after they got infected they're getting it a second time. People that have va- that got their first shot, the second shot, the first booster, the second booster. Uh, and then on the Delta variant, we know that that was not true. If you got vaccinated, it will protect you from the Delta variant. Uh, if you were fully vaccinated, guess what? You still were getting the Delta variant. And that was the breakthrough variant, the first breakthrough variant uh, prior to Omicron 1.0 or BA1 and now BA2. But they never talk about monoclonal antibodies. Now, the person that has been in the forefront of exposing Fauci it has been Senator Rand Paul. If Republicans get control of the Senate, he will be calling Fauci under very different circumstances. And we will get to the bottom of this. But this is Rand Paul pointing out and having Fauci point out that there's no scientific evidence that booster vaccines in kids reduce hospitalizations or death. Dr. Fauci, the government recommends uh, everybody take a booster over age five. Are you aware of any studies that show reduction in hospitalization or death for children who take a booster? Right now, there's not enough data that has been accumulated, Senator Paul, to indicate that that's the case. The I believe that the recommendation that was made was based on the assumption that if you look at the morbidity and mortality of children within each of the age groups, you know, zero so, to five, five to 11. Right. So, so, that's, so there, there are no studies, and Americans should all know this, there are no studies on children showing a reduction in hospitalization or death with taking a booster. The only studies that were permitted, the only studies that were presented were antibody studies. So they say, if we give you a booster, you make antibodies. Now, a lot of scientists would question whether or not that's proof of efficacy of a vaccine. If I give you 10, or if I give a patient 10 mRNA vaccines and they make protein each time, or they make antibody each time, is that proof that we should give 10 boosters, Dr. Fauci? Uh, No, I think that is somewhat of an absurd exaggeration. Well, that is the proof that you use. Your committees use that. That's the only proof you have to tell children to take a booster is that they make antibodies. So it's not an absurdity. You're already at like five boosters for people. You've had, you know, two or three boosters. It's like, where is the proof? 
All right. Now, one last exchange between Senator Rand Paul and and Fauci. I mean, Fauci admitting there's no scientific evidence that a booster vaccine in a kid in any way reduces hospitalization. A death is pretty remarkable. Then Fauci, in this case, refuses to reveal to Senator Rand Paul which scientists received royalties and from which companies. Uh, I'd like to know the answer to this question myself. Why don't you reveal how much you've gotten and from what entities? The NIH refuses. Look, we ask them. We ask them. The NIH, we ask them whether or not who got it and how much. They refuse to tell us. They sent it redacted. Here's what I want to know. It's not just about you. Everybody on the vaccine committee, have any of them ever received money from the people who make vaccines? Can you tell me Uh, that? Can you tell me if anybody on the vaccine approval committees ever received any money from people who make the vaccines? Soundbite number one. Are you going to let me answer a question? Okay, so let me give you some information. First of all, according to the regulations, people who receive royalties are not required to divulge them even on their financial statement, according to the Bayh-Dole Act. So let me give you some example. From 2015 to 2020, I the only royalties I have was my lab and I made a monoclonal antibody for use in vitro reagent that had nothing to do with patients. And during that period of time, my royalties ranged from $21 a year to $7,700 a year. And the average per year was $191.46. It's all reda- it's all redacted, and you can't get any information on the 1,800 Senator scientists. Paul, Senator Paul, your time is up. If, if Republicans take the Senate, which I hope in November, uh, those hearings will be run quite differently, and Senator Rand Paul will get the answers. He joins us now. Uh, Senator, welcome back to the program. Uh, you know, you, look, I wish Dr. Fauci well. I don't, we, we've had enough death in this country. Um, I wouldn't wors- wish my worst enemy... Uh, that they get sick from this thing. And, you know, but what frustrates me is I will I will never trust the NIH again, ever, or Fauci again, or the CDC, or Walensky, or any politician that is telling me anything about science so definitively, like, you, you get the vaccine, you're not going to get COVID. Well, that got blown out of the water 5,000 uh, times over. So um, I feel like in many ways we've all been lied to, and especially on the origins of the of the coronavirus uh, and the Wuhan virology lab. Think about it this way. You heard his response. He says, well, he got $21 in royalties. Well, the information we got from Freedom of Information Act was 1,800 doctors or 1,800 NIH employees got $193 million. So we're not talking about $21. He's being disingenuous, and he's misdirecting us here. 1,800 scientists got $193 million. We want to know who the scientists were and what company paid them the money, because you cannot and should not sit on the vaccine committee if you have been getting royalties from the company that makes the vaccine. That's uh, that's so obvious that I don't think anybody in the whole world could disagree with that. But when we ask the NIH for this information, they redact the names of the scientists and they redact the companies. So all we know is 1,800 doctors, 193 million. We don't know what committees they sit on. But Dr. Fauci oversees all research, virtually all research, billions of dollars in the country. We need to know who he gets money from. The other thing he didn't mention is he got a million-dollar prize. 
public servants don't take million-dollar prizes. No politician's allowed to take anything like that. He makes more money than the president. He and his wife combined make $860,000 a year, and then he gets a million-dollar prize. So the thing is, we do want more information. We want more sunshine, and we suspect him. Now, we did find out one bit of information. And by the way, you, there's one other little factor here. There's this kind of incestuous relationship where you have government officials, for example, working with the FDA. Don't many of them, when they leave government service, end up working for the drug companies that they've been regulating all those years? It's a revolving door. The current guy that Biden appointed was with Big Pharma. Now he's back in government. So, yes, it's a revolving door between Big Pharma and government and back again. Sometimes, like the people that approved the Purdue relationship that made OxyContin, some of them were working at the FDA simultaneous to also working for Big Pharma that was making OxyContin. Oh, that's not a conflict of interest at all. Not one bit. Incestuous. Quick break. We'll come back more with Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky on the other side. 800-941-SHAWN. A number if you want to be a part of the program. In early January 2020, as the virus was just taking hold in the country, uh, that there was a flurry of emails with high-ranking NIH officials about whether or not they funded the Wuhan Virology Lab. Uh, we know the NIH, uh, what, last October uh, they they finally released their information that confirmed that they knew coronavirus uh, research was taking place and that gain of function research was being held there. And we know through the Intercept and Project Veritas, we have even more confirmation. Does anyone get held responsible? Is it true that American taxpayers help fund this virology lab in Wuhan? Without question, American taxpayers paid for this research. And why in the world would we be giving any money to China, this large, rich country that is our competitor? Why would we give them any money? But I've passed an amendment already that should stop that if Nancy Pelosi lets my amendment stand as as this bill goes forward. If If we win in November and I'm chairman of a committee, I will use subpoena power to get every last shred of evidence. We will bring in scientists of all persuasions, not just Republican scientists, we will bring in scientists of all political persuasions, but that are concerned about gain-of-function research. And we will talk about whether or not, did this come from a lab? What's the evidence in support of that? But we will also talk about what do we do to prevent this from happening again? A million people died in America. Six million people died worldwide. There has not been one congressional hearing or investigation of the origins of this virus. We, 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 we have investigations every day on whether or not the plastic in your bottles causes cancer, but we have not had one investigation of where the pandemic started. It, it, this is outrageous. A million Americans dead and not one congressional investigation. Unbelievable. Let me move on to another issue that not many people in Washington talk about. That's the debt and the deficit. Uh, years ago, Congressman Connie Mack came out with the, quote, penny plan. I know I think you co-sponsored it in the, in the Senate or sponsored a similar, similar bill at the time. Uh, but when Donald Trump was president, he talked about a nickel plan. Uh, now you're talking about a a six penny plan. In other words, to get the, the federal budget within balance. Uh, and why don't you explain it? Because it's really simple. And I think the average household, because of Biden inflation and the extra $6,000 per household that they're paying because of the inflation and the extra $2,000 they're paying for gas because of his gas crisis that he caused. Um, I think most Americans can relate to cutting back on spending and you're just trying to rein in spending at the federal government level. 
Absolutely. The balanced budget amendment to the Constitution is uh, something that we've all voted for. Almost every Republican in Congress has voted for it. And uh, when it comes forward as a budget, though, when I put forward a budget that actually balances in five years, we lose half of the Republicans. So they'll vote for something they know won't pass to be symbolic. But when they get a real chance to vote for a budget in the Senate that will balance in five years, they don't do it. When I started presenting this years ago, you could freeze spending and the economy would grow and you would balance the budget in five years. Then it became the penny plan. Connie Mack and others were on it as well. And you could cut 1%, cut one penny out of every dollar, and it would balance in five years. Now we're up to six pennies. Why? Because spending has exploded. But it's important that we have a budget. And one reason you want to have a budget and one reason you want to minimize debt is that's where inflation comes from. The high price of gasoline and groceries is because we run a deficit. The Federal Reserve buys the debt. The Federal Reserve creates new money. The money supply expands, and that new money chases the goods and chases the prices higher. It's as simple as that. So you have all these Biden administration officials saying, well, we don't know what to do. We've done everything. Well, now they've done everything wrong. They keep adding more debt. The way you fix inflation is quit spending so much and quit going so far into debt. Uh, by the way, uh, when you see Mo Brooks over the weekend, I know you're doing two town halls with him. Um, I'm supporting him as well. Uh, he used to fill in on my radio show when I was a local host in Huntsville, Alabama, and he was the Madison County District uh, Attorney. And I know you're going to be doing one event in Huntsville, and I'm not sure where the other event is. I think in in Homewood, Alabama, somewhere around there. And uh, just uh, tell Mo we uh, said hello and wish him luck in this runoff. Will do. I'm going to be with Mo Brooks Friday, this Friday at noon in uh, Homewood at the Valley Hotel. And then this Friday at 3 o'clock, I'm going to be in Huntsville at the Four Points Sheraton. We think Mo Brooks has a chance. Runoffs are extraordinary. He is the conservative uh, candidate. All of the establishment in Washington wants the other candidate because all the establishment wants a rubber stamp for big government. I promise you, Mo Brooks is a fighter, and I'm all in for him. Uh, we support him as well. Senator, thank you for being with us. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to the best of the Sean Hannity Show. Sean's got more behind-the-scenes information, more contacts than anybody, more friends behind the curtain. Sean Hannity is on. So I'm reading yesterday a story about Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, um, who's been a real fighter and, and a great congresswoman from, from the great state of Colorado. And anyway, there's this group. I, I've heard of them before, Mudrakers, American Mudrakers uh, Pack, And they made such unbelievable claims against her. I, 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 sit, I sat there and I said, this is incredible. And she denies every one of them claiming she was an unlicensed, paid uh, escort, uh, making uh, allegations that she didn't have one, that she had two abortions, um, uh, saying, you know, basically accusing her of being a a call girl and everything in between. I I don't even want to get into the specifics of it. Congressman Boebert is with us. Congresswoman, thank you for being with us. And I know that you and your lawyers have said absolutely every allegation is blatantly false and disgusting, and it won't stop you from advancing freedom and conservative values. Uh, you pointed out this group's vile conduct and uh, demonstrates why people are fed up with politics. I'm not going to stand by and pretend this is normal behavior. This political committee, funded by far-left Democratic donors, run by two left-wing political operatives, published pages of false statements they knew were completely fabricated, you said, the law on this type of defamation is clear, and this conduct will be subject to civil and criminal penalties. Um, let's first talk about where where did this all come from? Well, uh, I'll tell you, Sean. First of all, thanks so much for having me on to talk about this. Uh, but I think if we're going to start with uh, the the malice being proved here, uh, muckrakers they came out and said we're going to go after Lauren Boebert in Colorado. Uh, they didn't say, we're going to Colorado, we're going to try to learn more about this person. They said, we're going after her, we're taking her down, we're going to fire her. And so there was malice intent uh, from the very beginning of all of this. And then um, there is no evidence to back up any of their claims. And it's really a shame that I have to come on your show and defend myself from such baseless and horrific allegations. When I decided to run for office, I, I knew that I'd take shots from the squad, the left, and even rhinos in my own party 
But never, Sean, in my wildest dreams did I believe that some political hack could say I was an escort, licensed or unlicensed, I don't care, uh, say that I had two abortions, say that I was a meth addict, all totally false and with zero evidence that it, it, it even trended number one on Twitter and would be written up um, by reckless publications later. So I'm going to defend myself, uh, defend my name, defend my family, and I'm taking legal actions against this guy, David Wheeler and Muckrakers, and we're moving forward with a lawsuit. Now, I guess the reason that some people picked up on this is this is the same group, as I understand it, that went after Madison Cawthorn, only in his case, I guess some of the allegations were true and backed up by photographic evidence. Isn't that true? Right. This is the same group that, that went after Madison Cawthorn. And, uh, you know, they, they felt a little high and mighty after uh, after his um, unfortunate loss there. Um, and they decided to come after me. They said, hey, we got a good thing going here. But, you know, the thing with this is, John, it's, it's so sloppy. The allegations are sloppy and false. And I, I couldn't have even had uh, two abortions when they said that I was. I was pregnant with two of my sons when they're claiming I had these abortions. And I've never had one to begin with. So their so-called anonymous source uh, is, is, uh, supposedly proved I was an escort by sending this guy a photo that wasn't even me. It's been ver- verified as another woman. And worst of all, we have the text where this man was told by his source that one of his allegations uh, was made up before he released it he knew it was false and he moved forward anyway even published his source saying this is totally made up and then changed his story later so my team has spoken uh with with multiples attorney multiple attorneys and we're going to speak uh with uh with more to find the right fit and and we're going to make sure that this political hack never has the opportunity to do this to anyone else again so they published a picture a picture supposedly as from years ago and apparently that person has been identified as not you is that correct that's correct yes the woman is not me and it's completely smeared all over um these reckless publications and all over social media um, saying that this is me, uh, you know, Sean, this is the politics of personal destruction. And this is why people hate politics. I've been in D.C. this week. And I, I mean, I just want you to put this in perspective. I had home tonight and I have to explain to my nine year old what an escort is and that mom never did that. I have to reassure my four boys that I didn't have two abortions, that, that, that they don't have two siblings that never made it. This is absolutely disgusting. It's sick and it needs to stop. Let me ask you about because Fox Digital uh, talked to the I guess the president of this organization and they claim that uh, only one person, the one person that can answer these questions is you and they stand behind their source. Now, my understanding is, is that there's one source and they're claiming they have text messages are any of the text messages from you or to you or from you or anybody, you know? No, this is a personal string of text messages from this anonymous source between this anonymous source and David Wheeler. Uh, these are the only two people that are talking. Uh, this anonymous source uh, grabbed uh, wrong photos from the Internet and put them in the text string and says, this is Lauren Boebert on some sugar daddy website um, that I was trying to obtain clients and, uh, you know, and that I called this pay for play. Uh, I, I mean, absolutely disgusting. So his anonymous source is his only source. And then he turns around and says, 
Lauren Boebert is the only person who can answer these claims, and I stand by my source. So you, if you stand by the source, but if the photo isn't really a photo of you, of you and that's been pointed out, uh, why wouldn't they at least correct that part of the story? Right. And even after that was uh, was made apparent in these publications, um, uh, even the Daily Beast came out and said, this is not Lauren Boebert. And, uh, and, and they still said, we stand beside our source. I believe it was the Washington Examiner article. Uh, he said, no, our source says this is her, that they saw this on the website. The, the photo isn't on the website. Uh, and, and it's not me. Um, so for, for them to continue this, uh, it is, is absolutely nonsense. And this is why I have um, legal involved. But I, I do want to assure your listeners that these lies will not stop me from fighting for freedom, liberty, and conservative values. I don't get my identity from Twitter trolls or fake news. My identity, my identity is found in Christ, and that will never change. Now the issue is, uh, who are you going to sue? And, and obviously the organization or the PAC in this particular case but I assume they're getting their their money to do this work from high end liberal donors. Do they are they held mm -hmm. accountable for the, for the actions of the people they hire? Well, this is what we're looking into right now uh, with my attorneys. Uh, I, I got off the phone with the attorneys to to join you. I'll be calling them again once we we end this and uh, and really trying to button this down. Um, but they they see the allegations. Um, they see they see the truth and and what I'm saying and, and the things that I'm able to prove. And they believe that this is a, a really strong case. And the law is clear, Sean. If you knowingly spread lies to hurt someone, that's libel. That's exactly what's happening here. And that's why I'm not letting this go. I've been working uh, with these lawyers, you know, talking with defamation specialists. And I'm going to see this through. Lawsuits are expensive. Um, so, I, I mean, of course, you know, we're going to need a lot of help to see this through to the end. Um, any listeners willing to, to help contribute to defend um, my name, which I think goes really to the greater good to make sure that this can never happen again. And, and, and something that we're really focusing on is defamation per se. I, I mean, that is that is very weighty. And you cannot accuse someone of a crime. You cannot accuse someone of having an STD. You cannot impugn the chastity of a woman. And, uh, and that's exactly what they're doing here. Uh, so, I, you know, I don't think it's a, a coincidence that these lies were spread while voters in my district are currently casting their ballots. Radical Democrats want me out of office and they'll lie and break the law to try to beat me. But that's not going to happen because my district knows the good people of Colorado know that I uh, that I am fighting for them and I know that they will have my back. Um, I've got to imagine that this is probably the most winnable libel slander defamation case of a public figure that I've seen in my lifetime. Yeah, you know, improving a defamation claim against a public figure does, in fact, fall under a heightened standard of proof. It's. It, not only requires proof that the statement was false, but requires evidence that the defendant knew or should have known that the statement uh, was false. So what is, uh, what is legally and financially disastrous for muckrakers is the fact that we also have evidence, including internal muckrakers text and email communications that demonstrates muckrakers did in fact publish statements knowing those statements to be false. Further, uh, numerous statements and images, uh, you know, that they that they published um, with even a, a five minute web search, uh, muckrakers would have been able to see that this was false. So, as I said, Sean, uh, muckrakers they are sloppy. 
reckless and wildly irresponsible. And these uh, these actions have created substantial legal liability for muckrakers, David Wheeler's in his personal capacity and probably each donor to the organization who chose to fund the effort, knowing that it would result in defamation. You know, it's 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 just a sad thing. Quick break more with Congresswoman Lauren Boebert on the other side than your calls. More with Congresswoman Lauren Boebert of Colorado. When we were vetting Barack Obama, I knew that I had to get every fact right. And we checked and we double checked and we triple checked. And we had numerous sources. And we even we sent people to Reverend Wright's church and we bought tapes that they were selling there. And the same with Bernadine Dorn and, and Bill Ayers and Acorn and all these different organizations they were part of. When we were investigating the the conspiracy trump russia collusion which we were totally vindicated on i mean there were we we double checked we had always had more than one particular source we had background information because mm-hmm. i knew if i got it wrong um i i would be in trouble but i'd also be putting people that work for me in in potentially legal in harm's way legally or or my my partners in radio and tv in, in a bad position so I always try to do it very thoroughly, and, and maybe it doesn't go as fast as you want. Um, it seems like this was all rushed, and I'm I'm a little bewildered that it's we're talking about only one source here redacted, and they're not releasing these quote so-called evidence that they have uh, that would prove this. And you are denying it as emphatically as anybody I've ever heard, and I've known you long enough to believe you. Um, and I. Yeah. I and I think it's horrible in the middle of an election for you to have to go through this. Yes. And, you know, it's interesting, um, even with the uh, horrible abortion claims, I, I am a staunchly pro-life. I, I, I defend uh, the most vulnerable of our nation. I, I'm excited to see this Roe v. Wade decision come out, and hopefully we will begin to send save uh, hundreds of thousands of lives with that decision. Uh, we've lost 63 million ch- children in our nation since Roe v. Wade has, has passed. Um, but even even in a, a, a recording, uh, a recorded phone call that David Wheeler has published on his website um, with another person uh, who he was trying to get information from, he, he led that person and said, you know, well, tell me about abortions. And, and she was like, what are you talking about? Uh, this, this person said, no, um, I, I don't believe that she's ever had an abortion. I don't know anything about that, and I know her better than anyone. And so before this anonymous text stream even um, it was even published, maybe before it even happened, uh, he asked somebody who said that they were very closely connected with me, and that person said, no, she's never had an abortion. So he was even trying to back this up and couldn't and still went ahead with that information saying that I had abortions, which is, I mean, absolutely horrible. And like I said, Sean, I have to go home and, and explain this to my children now. I've, 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 I've lived this with you. I know exactly the feeling. It's not fun. It's not. And, right. you know, this is why I always urge my audience, and my audience does understand this, uh, never rush to judgment, always believe in the presumption of innocence. And I'm listening to the the passion in which you are defending yourself and your honor and your family's honor and integrity. And I hope the people of Colorado uh, give you that presumption, because that is fundamental in in our society is our system of justice. 
And an allegation so salacious like this is just the worst kind. Uh, and it hurts. It's painful. Uh, talk about pain and suffering. This is painful. This this causes suffering in families. And you're right. There are kids involved as well. But uh, we'll stay on top of this, Congresswoman. Let us know any updates you might have. And we'll watch it closely. But I have not seen a case like this that is more clear cut in my life uh, based on everything you just told us. So we appreciate you, you sharing it. We're sorry you're going through it. Thank you so much, Sean. I, I certainly appreciate you uh, allowing me to come on here and talk about this. I, I trust the, the voters in my district. I trust the American people. And if any of your listeners want to help make sure I get reelected in the in the primary and continue this fight, um, please go to laurenforfreedom.com. Uh, you know, this, this stuff can get uh, it, it can get pricey. And, you know, I mean, just every little bit helps um, to combat these lies with truth. Appreciate Congresswoman Lauren Boebert out in Colorado, who's been a fighter for conservative causes. Thank you for being with us. Quick break right back. Your calls on the other side. Straight ahead. This is the best of the Sean Hannity Show. Don't forget, stay tuned for more right after the latest news right here on this radio station. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. who's called Mal Evans. who's was on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.